0: Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Horror Thoughts. This is Sean, joined as always by Scott. Today we're gonna be doing, I guess, a bit of a game. But before we get to that, I wanted to shout out Beyond a Legend. They are a local uh, company that makes coffee and they, they sell it locally, but they're also big horror fans. And they listen to our podcast, and they have their own podcast, also called Beyond Legend, where they talk about mythology, urban legend, folklore. Uh, Their names are Andrew and Jasmine. And Andrew 3D printed these cool coins. There's a Michael One, uh, Pennywise, and Jason. Just wanted to shout them out because I thought that was cool. So the topic that we're going to do today is something that's kind of inspired by what went down with Justice League to very much condense it. Zack Snyder directed Justice League, the superhero team-up movie, but he suffered a family tragedy, and so he decided to leave the project during post-production. Warner Brothers then brought in Joss Whedon to fix the movie. Uh, They had certain problems with it and Whedon was given a limited amount of money and time to fix all of these problems that Warner Brothers had and results were mixed uh, to be kind of nice Um, but it's not really the point. Uh, I just thought it would be an interesting exercise if a studio or whoever came to you was like here is this movie that is not working what would you do with limited time and resources to kind of fix it? And the thing that would make it an interesting challenge is that you can't just make a different movie. You can't just throw it in the garbage and be like, "Mm, we're just not doing that. You have to find little ways to make the movie they made work. Because if you've seen the two versions of Justice League, now that we have Zack Snyder's version, they are at their just most bare bones the same movie the details are different and there are definitely differences but they are ostensibly the same movie and so that's kind of the idea here uh we each picked a movie in the halloween series i think our respective least favorites for sure um to kind of see what we would do uh scott picked halloween five the revenge <laughs> of michael myers as that is his least favorite i went with halloween six the curse of michael myers as that is mine um do you want to go first or do you want me to go first
1: uh yeah i'll, I'll go first i don't okay. have too many things because i just i don't think there's much to save this movie to be honest but uh just to give some I guess backdrop of why I don't like Halloween five is because mm. I think I thought Halloween four was phenomenal for a fall, especially coming off season of the witch and having to bring Michael back. I thought they did it very well as, as good as I think you could do it. And so going into five, you have such a good story with these characters that you've carried over and they do, they, they do nothing with them. The, their one character that's been through the whole franchise is, is now cracked up and scarier than Michael mm and the protagonist from the last movie the one that you want to see continue forward she's gone and the other one can't talk like it's hmm. it's it's an insane movie and so um being tasked with the challenge of trying to <laughs> edit this movie without rewriting it completely was kind of uh kind of tough but i got some notes um just right out the gate the opening credits would have been uh different I thought it was a, Halloween is iconic for the opening of the music, the pumpkin, just a horrible opening credit scene. That, that's all, that's my first note, and it's in bold letters, was hmm. change the opening credits. So I guess that really stuck with me. And I will say, I hadn't seen this movie in a while. And I, if you've ever had the unfortunate pleasure of using Voodoo for a streaming service, hmm. it will lag every few minutes, at least for me. So not only was I trying to watch Halloween 5, I'm watching Halloween 5 with it buffering every three minutes, which is just the absolute worst way to watch that movie. And I tried, and I got halfway. I tried again the next day, got like three quarters. It was a struggle. So the opening credits were awful. And that ties into one of the dumbest ideas for the opening of a movie and that is having him float down the river so cartoonishly that it's insane he just hops in a river like it's it's like fucking benny hill like i don't know what he's doing he just hops the river and just starts floating and ending up with a dude for a year that timeline jump i would fix that immediately there's no way i'm gonna have the main villain of my movie just be comatose with a homeless dude for a year and nothing happens like he's just like the homeless guy's like oh whatever there's just a guy here I, i'll keep him on my bed for one year and not care
0: go go for it uh, sorry um funnily enough that is a reshoot It originally opened the same kind of scenario where he washed ashore and then was taken in, but originally the person that took him in was a lot younger and I think kind of into like voodoo and like witchcraft and just a weirder, darker character. And that footage, I haven't seen it, but I think they just put it out for the first time on the recent Halloween 5 4K. But I guess Mustafa Akkad thought it was too dark or too weird, and so that's why it got changed to just an old man doing it because
1: yeah like it i would i don't even have like a the the voodoo thing at least gives a story arc to it and especially what's coming in six and stuff it it, it would mm-hmm. the, the, it would tie in well and i might actually make that might be a better idea than what i i was just gonna I, entirely get rid of that scene like i don't know why <laughs> they have to do a year time gap and, and mm-hmm. have him sitting like that like it's and nothing's changed in a year like if you could you could have just simply continued it and it would have been fine because i assure you if you if their issue was like oh the continuity error because jamie lloyd's older so we needed to be a year and we need to have this backstory of her this doing her stuff that is not even nearly the biggest issue with this film i could have i could have been okay with that and been like ah, oh, it's just the next day that would have been
0: way easier to deal with than the <laughs> shit
1: that this movie offers
0: well, you can't really do the next day because the next day is November 1st.
1: Well, yeah, but I mean, I, I like
0: the fact.
1: That, like that, that, that's my point. It'd be better it's like if the you fact... just didn't
0: know. Yeah. Like, you cut to a year later and you just don't know. Like yeah. he got out somehow, he's still alive and he's back.
1: Something like anything than having him sit comatose for a year is so dumb. Like, I don't know how they passed, how they were like, oh, that's perfect. Let's let's not have any explanation for why this guy would just keep a random person in his shed for a year it's crazy so um that would be gone completely i touched on this a second ago but loomis Mm -hmm. i would take donald pleasance and i would turn that dial back by about fucking 10 because he is on a (laughs) different level in this movie it is frightening he's Hold, he's using her as like a like bait. Like He's terrifying mm. in this movie. So everything that I think that the Loomis character brought to the table, I think Five just completely went way over the top and jumped the shark with him in this movie. I would tone mm. him back so far. Um, very small note here. There would be no squeaky shoe cops. <laughs> that would not exist those characters would not be a thing. <laughs> I uh, I get the homage and stuff which I found out through you would not keep that in the movie. Um uh, th- this is a very small one but uh when the Camaro crashes and explodes in that movie, mm-hmm. the big car crash, yeah. I wouldn't do that cuz I love Camaros. That's like a very that's a very small <laughs> note, but I would never do that to a Camaro. I would have put I would have made that a fucking Challenger crash that shit. Um
0: That's one of the better scenes of the movie just in terms of like tension and suspense like just the horn stopping yeah i always thought that was a good little moment
1: one of the best shots of the movie but it was unfortunate that it had to happen in that car and now i'm already (laughs) mad at the movie at that point where i'm like what now i'm just mad that you wrecked the Camaro. um and my biggest thing this this will be the last one i touch on but it's it's a very big one and i i have i think you're gonna have a lot of words for this one Mm. i think you feel the same way I don't know why they killed Rachel and left us. it's Tina, right? That's her name? <laughs> Tina. yeah, I don't so I, I know Tina gets a lot of hate. Like people hate that character. yeah. I don't sure. have I don't have a hatred for her. I don't mind her. I think she's a decent character mm-hmm. but I don't I do not get why they would get rid of the main protagonist. The one that you follow have already followed through with the other girl who can't speak who is a mute so you're going to get rid of the one tie to the other movie that we we know and we love and we have there and it's not a movie where like i almost ruined scream five for people it's it's not a movie <laughs> where uh there's times in horror franchises where someone ha- like Nancy and A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, like, you you have a a legacy character that dies off, right? And you move forward. Mm -hmm. This was not a character that needed to die off. There was no character arc that you're like, she's hit her run. It's time for her to go and pass the Mm -hmm. torch. There was no torch to pass. She still had the torch. She's the only character that's tied into the last one, and she can speak. You got Don Pleasance going batshit crazy. You got this other character, she can't say a word. So why would you get rid of the last tether to any semblance of this movie and then put her in. And again, I don't have a hatred for this character. I watched some reviews online and mm-hmm. I did not realize the hatred that people have yeah. for, for Tina I did. I had no idea. I, cause I was like, that's a fine character, typical, whatever. Yeah. No, she is hated. I hated.
0: Really, no. Yeah. No. People despise that character
1: blew my mind. <laughs> because i was like what for me i was like she's just a typical run she's nothing special like she's just a typical run of the mill character ditzy girl you know yeah like (laughs) there was nothing to to offer with her and it, it i don't i don't know why they would do that and when you think of you go back to nightmare on elm street you look at uh Oh my God, I just blanked on her character name. Patricia R. R-, R-, R- um, uh, it's
0: either Kirsten or Kristen.
1: Kristen, right? Kirsten, Kristen, whatever. You saw that passing of the torch and it carried over into its own thing. And she had her own... She had something about her that was different. She she, she offered more to the table. And you'll see it in... um. Even just Final Girls in Nightmare... Or not Nightmare on Sheet. Friday the 13th. You just... they they. There's something different. And this one was the mm-hmm. most cut dry cookie cutter character I've ever seen that I don't you offered nothing to make the audience invested. So I would not I, I guess that would have been I know we can't do huge changes. And most of my mm-hmm. things are just removing things. Like I would tone uh-huh. Loomis down. I would get rid of the cops. I get rid of the whole opening scene. Cause you we you're saying like we can't fuck with the budget and shit. Really. So I'd get rid of all that. And I just, I would not have killed Rachel. And if I was going to, it would, it would have been at the end. Like it would, it, it wouldn't have been in that manner. It was just so pointless. Like it, 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 it's, it, it baffled me when I see it. And it's baffling to me trying to explain why they would get rid of that character with no fucks to give about who's going to follow her up. Just her random friend. is. I, I Tina's fine as a back character, but I think Rachel should have went through this movie and I think that would have would have added a lot to it. That's what that would have been my biggest change if I could have edited something and she wouldn't have went out like that.
0: Um, um, yeah, that happened because the director uh, Dominique Othen and Gerard um, felt that that would just be a big shocking thing, a character you thought was a sure thing to survive. Uh, would die so early. And that almost always backfires in these slasher sequels. Cause we've seen it a few times when they'll bring back a character only to sort of unceremoniously kill them off. Yeah. And it it often is because the character is suddenly a lot dumber than they were last time. Yeah. And you kind of just have to accept that they're just a moron now. Like there's a lot of like Rachel spends what little screen time she has naked and in the shower and like she hears a noise and in four you see stuff like that and she bolts like yeah. she does the smart thing and then five she goes oh I'll go investigate yeah it's like okay you're I, an idiot uh,
1: that was everything else is just like things I would remove because I don't think there's much you could do like mm-hmm. just in a little time to fix this movie I think it's I, I think you'd be better off taking things away than adding but i would add more time for her or at least give mm-hmm. her a different death than that something sim- sure. something symbolic that's going to move the story along not now we got to deal with her friend that <sighs> would you say that she's the okay. most hated uh, final girl of all time cuz or i guess you call um, her final girl she's hated I mean, she
0: dies <laughs> yeah like i don't know i don't i don't know, <laughs> um, know what you call her i guess just she's character. certainly the most one of the most hated in the halloween Series. I don't know if she'd get more hate than the Busta Rhymes character. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy Doyle, new Tommy Doyle from Halloween Kills is certainly getting a lot of flack. So he's he's getting up there huh. in terms of most hated Halloween characters. Um, but yeah, Tina's definitely she's up there. there. Like, people do not like Tina. I don't know it, about like all horror though. Maybe. at
1: least with Busta Rhymes. I'm not defending this. Don't skewer me in the comments. But I feel like some people can probably sit back and laugh at that stuff. 100%.
0: With... I can. He's the best part of that movie.
1: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> some people enjoy it. With Tina, it's like you don't offer so bad it's good and you don't offer good. It's just you're there. You yeah, just she's exist. cute.
0: She's mildly charming. That's about it. There's yeah. just nothing really to her.
1: That that's what surprised me. Is for me, she's like you said. There's nothing to her. I'm like, I oh, whatever. I didn't know people hated her. It's like I thought she and was just like an average character.
0: I think it's just one of those things where because she's a replacement for uh, a character people really liked, that then you immediately like hate that makes the, the new person because you're like, well, Rachel died for you. I think yeah. it's kind of what goes on there, and she's kind of like big and bubbly a little bit, so I think some people just find her annoying.
1: That's fair. Um, so to roll off of that movie right into yours, we're back to back. Um, I will say before you you get into it that this is a movie I'm not. I've seen it once. I'm not familiar with this movie very much. Mm-hmm. It obviously shows what I thought about it. That I don't <laughs> ever go back through watching them. Yeah, I, I skip five and six. I I mm-hmm. I never watch them. Yeah. So uh, I did not go back through and watch six uh, for for this. Unfortunately, you sat through six. So uh, Mm -hmm. I'm curious to hear how you'd edit that movie.
0: So important to say, I went through uh, the producer's cut, which is an original version of the movie that test screened and test screened very poorly. So it was a movie that went through a hefty amount of reshoots and rewriting and re-editing, resulting in the theatrical cut. Um, I just decided for the sake of the game to go through the producer's cut since that was the original version. And I do agree with a lot of um, the issues the Weinsteins had with it, even though the resulting theatrical cut is also really, really bad. Um, It's a good place to start. Well, one little thing. So I have kind of like one little note and then two sort of, big things or not big but like what i can do the first thing is the music the music is really off in this movie i assume it's because this is an early cut and they didn't have the final score yet but there's a lot of just poorly placed stuff where i don't think it's conducive to the mood and pace of the movie and so you can never really get into the suspense or sort of the drive of what's going on because of that as an example in the very first scene and i don't know if you remember this but you know jamie has a baby in like the basement and the nurse helps her escape so the nurse grabs her and they start to run and then they cut to michael but you don't see michael for a few minutes it's all shadows and stuff so you like cut to like you see like a cell bars and there's michael's shadow as he is going to come chase them now and they instantly go into the main theme you know, the bump, 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 bump. But they don't build up to it at all. It just starts. And it's not, I don't know, it just doesn't really work. Like, I would wait to use that until Michael is fully revealed. Like, once he actually, like, shows up on camera and then use different, more, I think, simpler or more, like, mood setting kind of things as the buildup. And that's just sort of a small thing because I would, I want the music sort of shifted around throughout the movie because none of it works.
1: So. I would – this would be a super niche thing, but I, I'm going to make a video edit where you, you don't like the music. I'm just going to put in Rip and Destroy from Phantom <laughs> as the background music whenever whenever this
0: stuff starts happening, Oh my god! and I'll send tot- it to you. This is totally a non sequitur. I just saw a video on Reddit where someone decided to rescore and add in new special effects to one of the fight scenes. From Kiss meets Phantom of the Park, fantastic, <laughs> and they put in this like crazy epic music, and changed the like swords to lightsabers. And Jesus, it's, it's really ridiculous and funny. And I hope the person <laughs> yeah. that made it knows that it's really ridiculous and funny, because if he was meant to make it like a serious thing, like woof swinging a mist, yeah. But I hope he's in on the joke. Because oh, it's I'm very sure. Funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna make um, you. A, I'm gonna make you a producer's cut where it's only. Rip and destroy. Each <laughs> and <seat>. Just
0: constantly <laughs> just on a loop. It's like I can't hear the dialogue. <laughs> um, but my next thing, one of the most controversial elements of this movie is how they handle Jamie. Uh, you know, you talking about Rachel getting screwed over. Jamie gets screwed over in this movie. She gets kidnapped and held hostage by a cult, raped, has to give birth and then is unceremoniously killed it's worse in the in the producer's cut because michael doesn't even kill her he fails and the man in black has to do it which i just hate and i hate the man in black but there's nothing i can do about that character um but danielle harris did not come back because one she didn't like the script and two they weren't really gonna pay her anything so jc brandy comes in to play jamie i would edit the movie in a way where she's not Jamie. Like all references to her being Jamie Lloyd are out. This character is not Jamie. One, for sort of the fan reason, but also it doesn't make any sense in story for her to be Jamie because the whole thing is, you know, they have this baby, Steven, and that's gonna be Michael's final sacrifice because Michael, this whole dumb cult thing is Michael has to kill every blood relative and Steven's gonna be his last one to pass the curse onto the little boy Danny, who is astrode, cause sure. Um, and I just don't get it because why isn't Jamie the final sacrifice? I've never understood this. Why did you create another member of the family that Michael now has to kill? Like it just feels like you're setting yourself up to fail there. Yeah. And also. Michael hasn't killed like 90% of his family in this version of the timeline, just (laughs) Judith. He has failed every other time.
1: That's a really good point.
0: (laughs) Like, Lori died in the damn car accident. He didn't kill her. He didn't kill his parents. And then he doesn't even kill Jamie because, again, the man in black does it. So that whole thing doesn't make sense. So JC Brandy is not Jamie because that's why they need a baby. That's why Michael needs a baby. Because they don't know where jamie is we don't address it she's she's disappeared loomis put her in a vault somewhere i don't know but jamie's not here so they can't use her as a final sacrifice so they need this baby stephen so that's sort of the first change um the next thing i guess it's honestly the last thing is changing the nature of thorn where i don't as presented in the movie Thorne has always been there. They've always been behind Michael. They're they're behind everything. That's that's a no for me. That that's out. I would have them. They come into play in that year that we were talking about. Are uh, talking about between four and five, like that old guy that you don't like. He's a member of Thorne now because that's the first time we see the tattoo. Is the beginning of five. His hand turns around and we see that tattoo. And so that's when he, Michael, is sort of being controlled by Thorne. They try to sort of take control of him to do their bidding at the start of Halloween 5. So they have nothing to do with the first four movies. Well, I guess three doesn't count, but you get what I mean. Mm -hmm. So, and then sort of the point of the movie would be that you can't control evil or damnation or whatever you want to say. And then I would sort of reshoot the ending because we haven't seen the producer's cut. It's really lame, where there's this sort of like ritual sacrifice. Tommy Doyle, played by Paul Rudd, comes in and he saves the people that are going to be sacrificed, and they're running away. Michael's chasing him. Paul Rudd puts some rocks on the floor that are magic runes, and that's how Michael is stopped, which is super thrilling. <laughs>
1: that is awful. <laughs>
0: Um, so I would have, as this cult sort of sacrifice is happening, I would just have Michael like just snap out of it somehow. Which I don't really know, but he would snap out and he would just go after the cult and just decimate him. And then somehow, Smith Smith Grove because that's where the cult is, that would get set on fire and our main characters would escape and you would leave the fates of Michael and Dr. Loomis kind of ambiguous. That's
1: A 10,000% better ending. And it blows my mind that people who get paid to write things, write things like, hey, you know what Paul Rudd needs to do? Throw these rocks on the ground.
0: Throws these rocks at Michael. That'll work.
1: He just stops. There's two people who do a podcast on Sundays that wrote a 10,000% better ending to a film than someone who gets paid to write films. It's crazy. Yeah.
0: Production of that film was wild. It was this close, this close to having VR. Because Bob Weinstein was convinced that VR was super hip and needed to be in his Halloween movie. So a lot of the early concepts for Halloween 6 involve VR. Wow.
1: (laughs) I did not know that. That is crazy.
0: I'm reading a book, or actually I just finished it, called Taking Shape 2. The first taking shape is about the making of each Halloween movies. Taking shape two is about all the Halloween movies that didn't get made. Oh my god! And boy, is that a trip!
1: <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't imagine just doing the, the, Freddy versus Jason scripts that didn't happen. I could only imagine <laughs> what's been what's happened with
0: Halloween. Oh, it's wild! I don't know if any scripts were written, but they tried real hard for Michael versus Pinhead. I don't think they ever got any scripts done, though. I think that, I don't think that ever went past the concept phase.
1: Shoot. What a bummer. <laughs> we never got to see
0: that. Whoops. <laughs> oh, wow, what a miss. Clyde Barker and John Carpenter were interested. And that's like the one scenario where I've been <laughs> like, oh, okay, what do they got? I would see
1: what they have to offer – i think no matter who you make in charge of it it's still a shitty concept so like it might be the best version thing of a do. shitty yeah. concept i think yeah. it would be
0: and like people wanted to see freddie fight jason i don't think anybody was like what would michael do in a fight against pinhead i don't think anybody's ever thought that
1: Dimension never just
0: happened to own both so they were like well these are the two guys we own so it,
1: it sounds like two potheads were sitting in a room watching <laughs> horror movies and they're like you know what dude would be fucking crazy of Pinhead. That's exi- I don't. It's never even been a thought that crosses my
0: mind. Yeah, you would want to see Michael fight Jason yeah. or Freddy or like yeah, the big slashers. three kind of
1: thing. Yeah, not fucking Pinhead. Like that's insane. But like, dude, do you want to see fucking Freddy Krueger take on the Exorcist? Like, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> that makes no sense. That now I'm gonna make a fan film where it's fucking Freddy Krueger versus the Exorcist.
0: Obvious. I think there's know silly like fan films like one did like a Nightmare on Elmo Street where like Freddie torments the Sesame, <laughs> Sesame Street characters.
1: Have you ever seen I just when you think of it, the uh, oh, what do they call themselves? It's this country singer who dresses up like Leatherface and he sings like he covers country songs.
0: Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. He, uh, it's the Merkins. Is that
1: their name Merkins?
0: Because they do a boy band yeah they do they do
1: they do in sync and they do uh Mm -hmm. yes i want it that way but
0: Mm -hmm. what was their version it's like um i'll i'll kill you that way
1: i'll kill you that way and then Leatherface, he does one where he's he's making fun of the uh i got friends in low places country song friends with no faces yeah i got friends and i wear their faces or something like that very (laughs) if you guys haven't seen those videos go look it up man because if you love horror it's some of the funniest stuff i've ever heard because the references are good and the production quality mm-hmm. is phenomenal yeah it's...
0: um the the boy band is called the slash street boys that's the what sl- they call
1: <laughs> the, the boy slash band. Street
0: Boys. that's what it was their that's... ghost face ones are always my favorite that's so they funny they always do a lot of really fun ghost face <laughs> ones but you're right the Leatherface country ones are hysterical
1: oh man i got friends and i wear their faces that's so good <laughs> <laughs> way more production value in that music video than halloween five or six <laughs> that's i feel like they were better produced
0: hmm. i kind of like halloween five. Oh, god, I god not in like an actual like way it's just four and five were the first ones i saw and i grew up with them yeah so, like, like i can't, i can't really hate halloween five but every time i watch it i notice something new that i don't like <laughs> <This is> the,
1: <laughs> the whole problem. movie is something every i don't time. like
0: Every time I'm like, "What is that?" (laughs) Fuck that movie. Oh, well, I think um, that kind of covers the topic. Um, So I'm going to move on to news. I have a couple things. Uh, The first is that the "I Know What You Did Last Summer" TV show on Amazon Prime has been canceled after one season which Promising. isn't super isn't a super shot because i literally don't know any single person that watched that
1: <laughs> no i have no idea
0: <laughs> it didn't sound very good it didn't look very good and i don't think this is a property that people were like itching to come back like who wanted this um but that's gone <laughs> that was after the
1: the smash hit i'll always know what you did last summer i can't yeah. believe people didn't want to see more
0: yeah big shock Of course, the much bigger deal news um, is that uh, Scream 5 is out. And it's doing pretty well, box office-wise. It made about $30 in the U.S. opening weekend. Um, It actually did better in its second weekend than people were thinking. It was projected to have a pretty steep drop, but it actually held a little better. Um, It still, I think, lost the top spot to Spider-Man. that makes sense it opened number one but then in its second week spider-man came back in and wrestled that spot back because that's just not a movie you can compete with
1: yeah you're you're up against the wall there but i
0: think they've made worldwide about 70 million so far maybe six maybe closer to 60 which is certainly respectable um budget was like 24 million so they've made their money back there's going to be more screams but it's a pretty far cry from what the original trilogy made or even what these new Halloween movies are making. Did but you doing okay?
1: Did you end up uh breaking's not the right word, but did you end up going and seeing it? Did you ever uh, give in? Nope. Nope. I went. I got
0: this close because um my mom, who's also a big fan of the Scream movies, uh, she really wanted to go see it and she was like, Well, you guys like you're gonna come see it right and i didn't know how to tell her that i had no desire to see it and i didn't want to make her go by herself but luckily my dad took her oh. so
1: i i went six. i saw it opening opening night so uh <laughs> one of one of one half of the horror thoughts podcast has seen the new screen
0: do you want to give brief spoiler free thoughts
1: spoiler free thoughts so if you want If you want a super in-depth spoiler-free or an extra spoiler review, I did cover them on my YouTube just for people listening. But a brief one, uh, you're going to get what you want. It's a scream movie. Like, rinse and repeat. It's a scream. It's a whodunit. They're not going to throw some crazy let's have Ghostface sit with a homeless man for a year and be a part of a cult kind of bullshit going on. It's a slasher movie it does the scream style of referencing the hot things in horror and using that as the piece you get a good mix of legacy characters with new characters so I, my my biggest contention was i feel like if you're a diehard scream fan like that's your shit i don't know how you'd receive that movie but just for a casual scream guy i think it's you're going to get exactly what you expect it's a scream movie for someone like you watching it it, it you might it might Awful. I don't know, but it has a lot of references to every film. A lot of little things that you, if you're a Scream fan and you see it, you're like, oh shit! Like I had, that's a good little cameo they threw in there, whatever. So it has those elements to it, but also if you're seeing it for the first time and but you'd know like Sydney is the main, you you know like Mm -hmm. the just the backstory, you you can catch up to the movie fine. So it's it's good for anyone who actually wants to see it, whether you're a Scream fan, first time. Again, if you're a diehard, you might hate it. I don't know. But just for casual viewing, it's exactly what you'd expect. It's just a whodunit. So yeah,
0: I, um, sorry.
1: No, no, you're fine.
0: I know most of the major plot points because, one, this stuff leaked months ago.
1: I stayed away but, from it the, the best I could.
0: Um, and once it was out, I just sort of looked to see, to confirm what was true and what wasn't. Yeah, A lot of it, and I'm not going to say what it is, obviously, but a lot of it just sounds kind of dumb to me. And there was stuff that I was like, you're doing that. Um, but I don't know, maybe in context and in execution, maybe I'd end up being turned to it. I will I say he- I'm hearing lots of mixed things. Some people are really liking it, saying it's the best sequel or at least the best sense two. other people are saying it's the absolute worst
1: see i i don't feel either of those and like i did my spoiler alert to my own scream ranking video for people uh-huh. want to see it but it's right in the middle it's dead mm-hmm. in the middle for how i feel like it but you're also
0: w- weird in that you don't like scream 2
1: uh that so you're kind now, of a weird outlier you just spoiled my last play scream movie <laughs> scream 2 yeah i uh i will say this that's where on scream and i touch on it in my ranking i think scream is the most consistent franchise out of every big horror franchise that all of the films none of them are egregious like you don't have Mm -hmm. scream takes manhattan or scream goes to hell and whatever horrible they're for i love friday the 13th and the amount of horrible entries that are in that franchise scream does none of that like even their worst movie it's still better than a lot of stuff and um so I do – I don't mind Scream 2, but compared to the rest, I think it's just the worst opening scene of all time to a, a movie, the dumbest opening scene to a movie. But, uh, yeah, I hate Scream 2. I, 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 um, compared to the rest, I hate Scream 2.
0: But uh, another thing that you said, and part of the reason I never wanted another Scream is your point is about, oh, it's it's Scream. It's the exact thing you're expecting. That's not cool. Yeah, uh, rinse and repeat. Scream, scream the original was innovative and original and fresh and so just to kind of do the same old thing over and over and over again i don't think i don't think that's worth it i don't think that's interesting um i think those directors are fanboys and i imagine you can tell watching the movie because yeah they're, they're probably just too scared to do anything with it and i understand that there's a by experimenting and trying to be innovative there's a chance you're going to go to a really dumb place like some of the movies you just mentioned but honestly that would be more worthwhile and interesting to me than just doing the same thing i've seen four times from directors and no offense to them but that don't have the talent or the experience craven had yeah but whatever i hope people liked it i think 10 more
1: First, there's definitely yeah, there's more coming, dude. Um, but not egregious, not blowing your hair back for me. It was, it's middle of the road. I wouldn't go see it in theaters, but watch it. I mean, it's not bad. So uh,
0: yeah, so the last thing I had for news. Uh, if you listen to the last episode, we sort of did a upcoming movies thing, and one of the movies we talked about is this thing called X. And we actually just got a trailer for that. Which is, it is a movie about this group of people that are making an adult film. And the trailer actually shows us what the plot is. They rent a house on this sort of farmland to use to shoot their porn film. And the people that own the land is this old couple, these farmers, a man and a woman. And it's something is wrong with them. Like, particularly the wife. Like, there's something going on. Again, it's an, I think it's an A24 thing, so they're keeping it kind of vague in terms of what's going on. But it looks really interesting and really fun.
1: I'll have to check it out. The last trailer I watched was, um, and that's been out for a bit, but I finally watched the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the new one, the trailer.
0: There's a trailer for that?
1: I did a re- trailer review. And I was so mad. Like, I watched it live on my YouTube. I was like, oh, it'll be so cool. Like, Texas Chainsaw trailer. It was the worst trailer. It was so dumb. It offered nothing for the movie. Nothing. And it was it was disappointing.
0: I'm going to have to watch that later because I did not know that was a thing.
1: Yeah, I guess, okay. I guess I broke some news because I didn't know either. And then I looked at the time frame. I think it came out like a month ago or something.
0: Is From it the, this one media channel? I believe so. I believe that's who it was. Let me. That's think. Texas Chainsaw 2022. That's interesting.
1: Uh, yes, one <laughs> right media. Under
0: it is a video that's how Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022 should have looked, and it's straight up the X trailer.
1: <laughs> I see it right now. I just found it on my phone. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that trailer, I watched it. It was so disappointing. It was. It gave me no. I'm gonna see the movie, but it gave me no
0: hope or desire at all. It's. I don't know. Maybe Netflix is just being weird, but the fact that we're getting such little push for it makes me think that it's really bad, and they're just gonna fart it out.
1: That's what I and feel like. like, like hope
0: people just ignore it, cause like that thing is out in like a couple weeks.
1: Yeah, like when you get off this and you watch the trailer, you're gonna be like, "That was so lackluster for." So what you would think would yeah, be a big release than a month.
0: it's out the 18th yeah it's like 20 days or so
1: um so and i guess that's not a... pushing
0: it at all
1: no not at all which is crazy uh so maybe it's just a pile of shit i don't know
0: yeah it's weird but netflix is weird sometimes but i don't know this just feels odd that they wouldn't it, be pushing this
1: yeah so I, I mean there's no telling that's the most up and down franchise. When I was talking about Scream with consistency, Texas Chainsaw might be the exact opposite, (laughs) where there is no consistency.
0: I mean, they're pretty consistently bad.
1: (laughs) That's fair. They're consistently not very good. But the styles and themes, dude, it's just every single one of them is different. Mm
0: -hmm. Good Lord. I mean, because what can you really do with that?
1: yeah yeah. pick a lane at least next generation was like let's get the illuminati in this like fuck it
0: <laughs> you know what screw it dude we don't have to try anymore i'm doing
1: uh i'm starting a review series um on texas chainsaw on my youtube and i'm about to have to go rewatch that
0: uh, and i'm
1: kind of excited
0: you gotta get the what what is it the collector's edition the, yeah the the steelbook is, is it a edition,
1: different cut but, uh I, or they is, have it, a, is there just a commentary there's a is commentary is that what we were interested dude, in i found it i guess i didn't send it to you they have a full-length documentary on the filming of this movie like interviews I with... would
0: be really interested in that
1: dude <laughs> it's not bad like everyone seems like they're having the funnest time like everything is going good
0: um it looks like a movie that would be really fun to make oh that i'm sure. sure it's any good but like of course Matthew McConaughey is having fun. I can tell just watching the thing that he's goofing around and having a good time.
1: Yeah, they uh. So the cast seems to be having fun, but it's and just they're like all a, young
0: and making a movie. Yeah, and they're all, just like cool. that's
1: all their first movies for a lot of them. And yeah, but the the director was like so just kind of pretentious with how he talks mm-hmm. about it, and you're like, dude, with some twenty twenty vision, you're gonna
0: look back on this and be like, well, you're kind of an asshole. This <laughs> movie, <laughs> love love documentaries about bad movies where the people making them don't know they're bad yeah it's so funny every time there's one for Howard the Duck where like they don't know what movie they made like they just don't know I would it would sort of be like whenever Gene Simmons or Paul Stanley talk about Kiss Meets the fan of the Park they talk about that it is this absolute disaster that was just a nightmare to to make and but imagine if it was the exact same movie, but every time they talked about it, they were like, "That was amazing. We're really proud of that," and would like wax poetically about the themes of it. And you'd be like, "What movie do you think you made?
1: <laughs> what are you watching? Because give us that cut." <laughs> oh shit, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, they made a whole documentary on the filming of, and it's not like in depth, you know, professional documentary, sure. but it's just nineteen nineties handheld of yeah. behind the scenes. Yeah. And dude, I. I've had a good time with watching those. Like Rob Zombie was the one who got me into it the most when oh, he did the Halloween yeah. ones. They were so oh, in depth. Man.
0: Man. it was like he didn't do one for the second one, unfortunately, because I think that was such a bad experience that he was just over it and just done. And I again I just read that um taking shape book and bro did not have a good time <laughs> making that second one. But that the one he did for the first one, and he did one for Devil's Rejects too, is like four hours. Yeah. And it's awesome it goes through every single piece of making mm-hmm. it's so yeah. good and i think peter jackson did something similar for the lord of the rings movies
1: damn i don't even Where's like those this...
0: movies but i bet that'd be interesting yeah and it's the same thing with it's just everything that they could possibly go through damn
1: yeah if you're a horror fan and you like those movies dude go and you'd like enjoy the intricacies of what makes movies go watch the rob zombie behind the scenes i think even opinion. if
0: you just are interested in filmmaking
1: yeah in like general just, like
0: even if you don't like what rob zombie did with halloween i think it's interesting
1: because it goes from them finding locations doing mm-hmm. storyboards all yeah. the way through casting yeah
0: just every piece they possibly can
1: it's uh, very insightful
0: to how it much actually goes in they don't really do that kind of stuff anymore because special yeah. features have sort of gone away um, just, I guess, the rise of streaming and the, <laughs> the very uh, sad fall of physical media is just not a thing. Like, the, the recent Star Wars movies all had feature-length documentaries uh, for each of the films that they made, but that's it, like.
1: Yeah, I was always a dork as a kid. I always watched commentaries after the film. Like, I loved mm-hmm, hearing commentaries. And special features.
0: Yeah. You no, know, my parents were kids, or my mom, I should say, was sometimes kid a little uh, flustered because you know back then they would have two different versions of the movie out, one that was just one disc that was just the movie, right? And then there'd be your two disc version with all your special features and stuff. That was obviously a little more more money. She was always like, "Why can't I just buy this version? That's cheaper." <laughs> like, well, that doesn't have this.
1: Yeah, I feel that. Um,
0: uh, but that's the last bit of news I had. Plus,
1: far, a very long tangent. <laughs> we yeah, we were cut off. <laughs> um uh thanks next generation um i don't have any news other than that trailer uh as far as i guess upcoming i'm just reviewing the texas chainsaw series leading up to that film which i'm unfortunately not looking forward to <laughs> and on my youtube and uh yeah that's all i got going on in the horror world
0: yeah um well thank you guys for watching let us know if you liked um this idea or this uh episode and we can maybe uh do another one sometimes i thought it, i think it's kind of an interesting sort of um game i guess uh be sure because i guess this is going up on youtube be sure to subscribe to our youtube channel um you can follow me uh sean Blumenshine, on youtube and instagram follow scott uh, partial artist on youtube and instagram thank you for listening and we'll see you next time